your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock and good morning, it's Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Today we're going to be covering some stories about uh, that driver that killed seven in the New Hampshire uh, case uh, associated with the Jarheads Motorcycle Club going up north talking about uh, some news attached to the Hells Angels and a whole lot more. I was looking at Corey Graff's Wall of Shame, some of the articles that he sent me uh, today, and we will be covering it. But damn, one of the articles is where an ex-cop actually got involved with 49 uh, counts of sexual abuse. And I was just sitting here thinking, what in the hell is going on in this world where you have these many sickos hurting kids? One of the biggest things I can't stand is a pedophile. I cannot stand anybody who supports them people. Because, you know, you have a movement now where they say that is a lifestyle. Yeah, that's coming from, you know who it's coming from. Uh, and remember that when you vote on Tuesday. But what makes these type of people tick? You cannot sit there and say, well, if they were abused as a kid, that it's going to continue the circle, whatever you want to say. I think that's horse crap, big time. I think it's they get off on the power. I think they cannot get anyone that will submit to them as far as their own age, so they have to go, you know, after kids. It's a, I don't even call it a sickness. I believe it is an abomination to take away a kid's innocent. Because let's face it, the world we live in today, it's just so screwed up. And the longer a child can hold on to his or her innocence is the best thing that parents and adults can make sure of it's already bad enough that they're going to have to get ready for the trials and tribulations of life they don't need some scumbag messing with them that's why i really love the organizations like baca and the other ones that help these families out with abuse what's even more sad is the consequences after the abuse the PTSD, how them kids are never going to be able to trust somebody. I don't think our justice system goes farther enough when it comes to kids. If you look, just do image searches in your local state. You will find tons of these people. I never remember it being so bad. Maybe it's because the internet gives you a whole new uh, way of finding out these type of stuff. You know, the sex offender list and all that stuff, you to find out if they're near your homes. But it is disgusting that there are so many people now doing this. And 
what makes it worse is cops or ex-cops doing it. I remember that one story where the cop was actually uh, assaulting women on duty. And I believe he got uh, hundreds of years. He sat there crying like a baby. Uh, I don't know if he was Chinese or what he was, but I'm sure you all seen that video. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, you got off pretty lucky. <laughs> or maybe not because he's never going to get out of prison again and somebody in there is probably going to make him uh, work for his home uh, rent, if you know what I mean. Maybe that is justice. I know there's a lot of justice in the system, but the problem with that is there are so many now, they are actually sending them to dedicated prisons. Dedicated prisons for this. That's how many are now out there in the system. I think it turns... You know what? If it doesn't turn your stomach with what these people do to younger kids or even teenagers or you know they get all pumped up and they want to go and uh do harm to a woman i don't get it if it don't turn your stomach i don't get it i'm always one that says let's go medieval on them meaning you know what let's do this punishment you know there was a video online before they all got woke and started taking stuff down uh, in the Soviet Union where they tied him to the freaking banister and just whooped his ass, man. And then there was one of uh, a guy down in a prison down in uh, Central America. <laughs> yeah, let's just say about two or three hundred took their turns on the guy. And it was like, you know what? That is justice. Because it's not only the act they did to him that took their innocence, but it's the rest of their life every single day that's going to be popping up in their memory. A lot of them don't recover from that type of stuff. Some of them go into even more severe mental health type of situations. And why? Because you had somebody who wanted to get a nut off they couldn't get a nut off the way they wanted with somebody their own age or with somebody who, uh, you know, they couldn't push themselves onto. Instead, they wanted to go for a child. And I get pretty sick and tired of people, and this is especially on the left. You know, when I heard they were pushing that this is a lifestyle crap, you know, I almost wanted to puke in my... I almost wanted to puke. Let's just say it that I'm going to try to keep it calm here and have a good discussion about it. But when you defend people and say they're sick, that's a sickness. That ain't a sickness, man. That's... Pu you know what? Animals don't even treat their young that way. Don't even treat their young that way. But you have humans that treat their kids that way. What in the hell is wrong with you? And it's always funny when they get convicted, they want to tear up. They want to apologize. Well, what the hell is that going to do for what you did to them, that kid? I'm sure BACA and other uh, organizations that helped out with the abused and the sexually abused kids... They see it firsthand how bad it really is. I can only 
go by the news of what I'm seeing, but I, I don't, you know what? I got to give it to them because I couldn't do what they do. And the reason is, is, you know, the type of abuse that happens, I wouldn't be the one that wants to sit still in court. You know, exact punishment. <laughs> so you got to give it to them how they keep calm and all that stuff. They don't uh, do anything outside the law, if you would. Uh, would. So next time you see a BACA member or one of these uh, other organizations that help kids, go up and shake their hand, man, because they're really doing something you and I probably couldn't do. We'd probably lose our cool, man, because let's just face it, man, pedophiles are the lowest of the low. In prison, it used to be, and it is in uh, some places if they don't uh, separate them right away, where they pay for it. It's justice, man, in the joint. It used to be. You know, most of them don't even make it uh, through the processing if you're going through, uh, you know, particular states. They used to put them in maxes here in Illinois, but now they put them in Sheridan or something like that. Again, it's a specialized unit for those that committed those type of crimes. Why would this system cater to them? It was never like that before. You would never hear of that kind of stuff. Again, it might be overpopulation, but even the system doesn't approve of that stuff. And, you know, they used to put them uh, where justice could be achieved. It's just not like that anymore in these modern days. And every time I see a story like this, it's, you know what, your heart drops, your stomach drops, and it's like, damn, man. You know, damn. You know, if there's a special place in hell, and I never wish my enemies to go to hell, but these people, you're damn right I would, because they destroyed a kid. You know, say it happened when they were 10, 11 years old. Hopefully, they got a full life ahead of them if this don't get them to commit something they shouldn't be doing. Either break the chain or commit and you got to hope that they live a, a long life, but during that time, they're always going to have that in the back of their mind. And I, that is something that I don't think uh, the punishment meets out. When I talk medieval, I'm talking put them in a the town square, man, like they used to do in the old freaking days to, uh, to people. And uh, let it be known what they are. And exact that punishment on them. But, you know, you'll hear people come back and say, well, you know, we ha we're a country of laws, even though I'm going to disagree with you there. There's a two-tiered justice system in this country. But they'll say, well, let the system handle it. Yeah, well, we see how the system's handling it. You actually had people out in California being released, New York being released, that had sex crimes. It's pitiful that that even happened. And could you imagine how frightened those kids are knowing that the ones that did something to them got back on the street? Why? Because we have to be socially acceptable. We have to be woke. You know, they're not in there for murder. We got to clear our prison systems out. That's always their excuse. And I think this Tuesday... 
a lot's on the line for this country, and I'm going to talk about it in my final thoughts. A whole ton is, uh, you know, on tap right now. The choice that's made Tuesday is going to be, you know, like everybody's saying, between socialism and capitalism or Americanism, I would say. So hopefully, uh, you know, everything turns out right. Don't forget to get out there and vote. But let's go on into the uh, biker news, and then we'll go into my final thoughts. Hi, this is China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock on. Everybody's going to be like, why you got that uh, freaking beanie on, man? I'm freezing, man. You know, I have to have the window open in the studio, get some fresh air and stuff. It's going to be 29 degrees out here in northern Illinois tonight. That's why I got the beanie on right now, man. I got the cold air coming, and I'm one of them guys that want a fan going around all year. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to get pretty cold. Uh, we're going to go over to Boston.com, and this is uh, actually uh, new information that came out. Uh, and it'll tell you uh, uh, where the NTSB is, the National Transportation Safety Board, in regard uh, to this crash that killed seven motorcyclists. Everybody knows I won't say the driver's name because he don't deserve even that. Uh, He told a a police officer after his arrest he was using three or four bags of heroin a day and had used both heroin and cocaine the morning of the crash. What's so sad, and I've actually talked to some YouTubers that uh, drive over the road and stuff. They got their own channels, a lot of good ones. And I asked them, is this a big thing within the trucking industry? And he was an older guy, and he said, you know what, to be honest, yes. There is a lot of younger drivers that are doing stuff like heroin, like cocaine, uppers, all that kind of stuff that a lot of people don't know. And I found it freaking disgusting man just like uh you know coming up in uh choreographs wall of shame you mean to tell me that and he said it's most of the eastern block drivers that come over he said that it's more prevalent than the public even knows if you're a professional and i don't care what career that you have Don't you want to have pride in yourself? A truck driver is one of the most honorable jobs in this country. But then you have scumbags like this who wants to shoot up on heroin, wants to, you know, do coke, and ends up going to kill seven people. I'd be very interested, and I think after this segment... I'm going to go over to the uh, NSTB uh, website and check out to see if they got any statistics on this. How many crashes involving a semi were drugs involved with? 
and do the companies actually follow the law and drug test? I know I spent $5,000 for my CDL. And it was the one of the proudest possessions I had until the damn seizures happened. And then they won't give me one anymore. I love driving dump. I love driving asphalt. It was a job that you could be proud of. So when you see a schluck like this getting high on heroin and cocaine and killing seven people, you just want to strangle the fool. Granted, he was driving a pickup truck in a trailer, but at the same time, he carried a lawful CDL. And how these states, they're supposed to be in contact with each other when an incident happens, they were not. And seven people were killed that could have, it could have been prevented. Uh, Michael Casey out of the AP, Associated Press. The pickup driver charged with causing the deaths of seven motorcyclists in New Hampshire last year told authorities he had a drug problem. Regularly used heroin and cocaine, but believed he was not impaired at the time of the crash. Really? For those that know heroin and heroin use, I can guarantee you, if you don't go uh, get your fix, you're, you got dope sickness within a couple hours. So you're going to tell me, you said that you were using three or four bags a day, and you just cold turkey that morning? BS. Uh, the omission by the driver was included in a trove of documents released Wednesday by federal investigators related to the to June 21st, 2019 crash in Randolph. The National Transportation Safety Board also announced that it will hold a December 1st hearing to, to discuss probable cause findings and any safety recommendation from its investigation. The driver told Massachusetts State Police after his arrest he was using three or four bags of heroin a day and had used both heroin and cocaine the morning of the crash. Oh, okay. Now it's different. So he did use it. And everybody that, that uses friggin' heroin knows you're not in the best shape to do any damn thing. He acknowledged that he could feel the effects of the cocaine after his last delivery, but that he was, quote, fine and okay to drive. He felt that he was fine and okay to drive. The driver has pleaded not guilty. So what he wants to do is bring, you know, he already killed seven people, but he wants to continue to put the families through torment instead of owning up to what he did. He's pleaded not guilty to multiple counts of negligent homicide and driving under the influence. He remains in custody as he awaits trial expected next year. Prosecutors had previously reported in documents that the driver had drugs in his system at the time of the crash, including fentanyl, morphine, and a chemical found in cocaine. Yeah, that's what he had in his system. Fentanyl, morphine. <laughs> and you're saying you were all right to drive? His lawyers have argued that an independent analysis of the crash showed one of the motorcyclists was drunk and actually was the one who hit the pickup and caused the crash. 
Oh, man, is that uh, the usual trick that they play? Blame it on the victims. You see that a lot in the sexual assault cases. Uh, the crash happened on June 21st, uh, 2019 in Randolph. The seven were members of the Jarheads Motorcycle Club, a New England group that includes Marines and their spouses. The victims were from New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. The document also included details, some of them reported previously, about his troubled driving history that included four convictions and two accidents. He should have had his commercial driver's license revoked due to a drunken driving arrest in Connecticut two months before the crash. So, if his license was revoked like it should have been, Maybe seven people will still be alive. He was driving for Westfield Transport, a company based in Massachusetts at the time of the crash. The company, this is no, uh, this is, <laughs> this is a no-brainer. The company had a history of violations before the crash and documents released Tuesday provided further details of the trouble company. It had no corporate safety program, no drug testing. Well, there you go. No drug testing. I thought every two years you're supposed to do your physical and you're supposed to have uh, surprise drug testing. Nor any records showing that it had a system for service and repairs. One of its managers also admitted he had lied to investigators about some of the driver's logs that were reviewed. A post-review uh, by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration also found more than two dozen violations by the company. Among other things, the company was accused of making fraudulent or intentional false entry on inspection and maintenance record, including uh, a commercial motor vehicle that had not been periodically inspected. And they using a disqualified uh, driver. Think about that for a minute on that story. Now, let's go up to uh, Canada. Montreal Gazette. Man arrested after a botch hit admits his part in the biker shootout. A man who was injured in his failed attempt to shoot a former member of a Hells Angels support club outside a restaurant in St. Leonard received an overall sentence of six years. Gerard Angelade, 43, pleaded guilty to six charges related to what happened on the afternoon of the 24th in 2018 of January. Though his uh, guilty plea at the Montreal courthouse before Quebec Judge uh, Helen uh, Morin, he admitted he fired one shot toward uh, Jean-Guy Bergen, 54, and a very influential member of the Rockers, a Hells Angels support club during Quebec's biker gang war in 1994 through to 2002. And that was a pretty bad one. Uh, like it says, more than 160 uh, people were killed in the conflict between organized crime groups and the Rockers did most of the dirty work in Montreal for the Hells Angels during the eight years of gang war. Quote, I don't know what will happen in the future, but I assume Mr. Borgen won't forget this. Morin said before she agreed with the joint recommendation on his sentence, I get the impression there is nothing I can say that will change your lifestyle when you get out, but we'll see. 
Angelaid uh, told the judge he had nothing to add beyond what his lawyer said on his behalf in court. Quote, the challenge was to prove intent. Shufi told the judge while explaining why the Crown agreed to drop an attempted murder charge filed against Angelade following his arrest. Angelade was set to have a trial before a jury this year, but opted to plead guilty when it was clear his case would be pushed back because of the pandemic. Man, that was some kind of freaking war back then, man. That was in the papers all the time, even down here in the United States. Uh, Vancouver Sun by Kim Bolin. Uh, BC appeals uh, court temporary sets aside part of a forfeiture ruling siding with Hell's Angels. The BC Court of Appeal has temporarily set aside part of a BC Supreme Court ruling earlier this year that said sections of the Provincial Civil Forfeiture Act are unconstitutional. Sounds like a decent win for you guys up there. In June, Justice Barry Davis agreed with lawyers for the Hells Angels that parts of the act that allow for property to be seized based on possible future criminal use should be struck down because they fall outside of provincial jurisdiction. Davis also sided with the Hells Angels over whether their three clubhouses in Vancouver should be forfeited to BC government as instruments of criminal activity. So that was one of the cases uh, that uh, fell for the bikers uh, or the club's uh, benefit right there. Uh, I still can't get over that. You know, you can uh, go after somebody's property because you have a feeling that they're going to commit crime? I don't know. Uh, Anchorage Daily News, this is Corey Graff's wall of shame now. An Anchorage officer uh, already facing multiple state charges for an alleged on-duty assault in 2019 was charged with federal civil rights violations related to the incident. Cornelius and uh, Aaron Petrus was indicted and now faces a felony federal uh, a federal felony charge of deprived uh, deprivation of civil rights under color of the law. A lot of the states, man, they have some weird sayings. According to the federal prosecutors, the indictment alleges that Pettis, while on duty as an officer, assaulted and injured another person, thereby violating the person's United States constitutional rights to be free from the use of unreasonable force by a law enforcement officer. He remains on unpaid administrative leave from the Anchorage Police Department. According to police spokesman Kendra Desheer, APD put both men on uh, both men on unpaid leave after they were indicted in July of 2020. Charging documents in the federal case were not immediately available Friday. Let's go over to the story I was talking about here. Former Winthrop Clover police officer charged with 49 more sex crimes. 49 more sex crimes. Error Online by Andrew D.Y.S. A former police officer who worked at the Winthrop University in Clover already jailed for sex crimes against children have been charged with kidnapping among almost 50 more charges involving multiple child victims according to police and court documents. Charles Eugene Chuck Price, 48, was served 49 arrest warrants 
Late Monday, said Tommy Crosby, spokesman for the state law enforcement division. Price was served Monday on additional charges of criminal sexual conduct against the minor in the first, second, and third degrees, kidnapping, and other charges at the York County Jail. The charges against Price alleged sex assaults dating back to at least 2004 and continued for more than a decade. According to the warrants obtained by the Herald, in at least one case, Price is accused of kidnapping and handcuffing a victim. Price was brought from the Lancaster County Jail where he has been held without bond since his October 17 arrest back to the York County Jail where the new charges were served, officials say. Don't that disgust you? Since 2004. The new charges came a week after he was first arrested by South Carolina agents on three counts of sex crimes involving a kid. My God. And these are the ones that uh, sit in the schools, right? Some cops. SLED investigated Price after allegations surfaced in September. York County Sheriff uh, Kevin Tolson said he asked SLED to investigate because of, at that time, Price was still a police officer. Price was a sergeant at the Winthrop Police Department that handles public safety at the college in Rock Hill. Price was fired from uh, Winthrop on October 17th when he was first arrested. He was a police officer at Winthrop from 2011 until he left the department in 2014. Then again from 2016 until he was fired. Police uh, Price was an officer at the Clover Police Department from uh, 14 to 16. My God. Uh, in a statement, Winthrop officials said none of the charges allege any crimes on campus. Winthrop officials were told in late September about the investigation. He was uh, relieved of his badge, credentials, and gun in September and escorted off campus by Winthrop officials, the statement said. The college also conducted an internal investigation. This is the one I was talking about. 49 more sex crimes. And this was a cop on duty already. And it goes all the way back to 2004. My final thoughts. Unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock on. Hi, this is Chinadoll from Hollywood and Chinadoll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. Okay, welcome back from my final thoughts. I actually just took a break and recorded the live show over on the Hollywood and Chinadoll Show. Uh, where you're talking about how religion's under attack in uh, this country and around the world. We talk about everything over there. Uh, but the one thing that kept coming to my mind is, like I said in the monologue, was this thing with the cop and the 40-something counts of abuse. And I kept on thinking to myself, 
animals don't even do that to their young. And I think that story kind of put a damper on the mood today for me personally, uh, because it's hard to figure out. It's hard to figure out why somebody would do that to somebody. Uh, you know, what pleasure do you derive from doing that to somebody so young? You know, I think uh, the penalties should be stricter. Why you have California and all that good stuff uh, lessening the laws for pedophiles. And I think it's sick what the left is doing to this country right now. And that's why it is very important for you to get out and vote. Very important. Very important. Uh, as far as what's happening with that. A uh, guy, that driver out of New Hampshire, uh, you know, it's just sickening after you, uh, you know, hear a little bit from the NTSB uh, report. Uh, the guy was admitted in that morning. He actually was high, uh, and they could have stopped that damn thing by revoking his damn license. And that's one of the problems in the trucking industry. When this all broke, we actually had somebody on that owned a, con uh, a trucking company, and he says these fly-by-night companies are disastrous for the industry, and you can see the violations that th this company had. Why wasn't they put out of business? Now they might have, but, you know, like he said, they'll just put all the, you know, the DOT numbers under somebody else's name and continue where they were. There has to be something that the legislator can do to stop that kind of nonsense. Because quite literally, people's lives are on the line. How many people are getting killed because drivers are intoxicated? And I'm not just talking about freaking alcohol, man. So... Something has to be uh, done to update them laws, uh, technology, whatever it is to help save people. Because, again, truck drivers, you know what? That's one of the most honorable professions, like I mentioned earlier. And hopefully it can be, uh, you know, saved where this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Uh, with that, uh, tomorrow I got, a, you know, a vlog coming out, 8 o'clock a.m., uh, it's actually Saturday, not Friday. I'm actually recording for Friday. But I really do appreciate all the uh, help out with the donations and stuff. Uh, Cash App, Dollar Sign, Motorcycle Madhouse. Uh, all the super chatters out there. Uh, we'll get back to the extended version of the show on Monday. Just a lot of stuff I had to do today and all that good stuff. But with that, I'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a good one. <laughs>